Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tori Kittles of Sons of Anarchy, True Detective, and The Equalizer is starring in the new thriller Among the Beasts. I spoke to Kittles and director Matthew Newton about the film, which hit select theaters and video on demand today. Hey, Matthew Newton and Tori Kittles. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Thank you thanks, for Jason. having us. We are here talking your new movie. It's called Among the Beast. It releases today. Uh, is, guys, is it on streaming? Is it is it limited theatrical? Where, how do we see it real quick? Oh, we're, we're, we're going to be, uh, we're in select theaters, uh, 20 theaters across the nation. We're also on SVOD the same day. You can pre-order it right now on iTunes and on Amazon. So we'll be everywhere tomorrow. So hopefully people will go check it out. Okay, awesome. Yes, I encourage everyone to check it out. I wanted to start by just commending you guys. I just watched it um, over the weekend. And, you know, so I feel like so many filmmakers nowadays are, are in such a rush to tell their story, especially mainstream movies. They seem to move at such a clip. And and this one, I, I, I like this style of filmmaking where it's like a slow burn thriller. And then by the end, the action, you know, totally erupts on you. And, and it's worth the whole, it's worth the ride. Um, but I, I, I love the, your, I want to compliment your patient story time. But before we, before we get, uh, get any further i guess one of you guys take give me the basic premise uh or tell our listeners the the basic you know log line premise setup here you go tori all you, right you, uh, well yeah. among the beasts is the story of a flawed hero a former marine dealing with ptsd who teams up with the gangster's daughter to go after a kidnapped kid absolutely and why was that such a uh for, well i guess since we'll start with tori and we'll get to matthew in a second but tori why was that such a um interesting role for you to want to take when you read that on the page uh why why was that so juicy is it because you have sort of the marine backstory he's got an arc you know a mm-hmm. flaw to overcome himself and not to mention the a story just the, the really cool mystery and all that but uh what, what what was it about the role that really you dug well, I, I tend to gravitate towards characters uh, that are flawed. I love the flawed hero. I feel like <clears throat> we all uh, are the flawed heroes of our own stories. Um, and, and I'm also from a military family. My mother uh, was a captain in the military. My, both my grandfathers served um, in wars. And so uh, anytime a military character comes my way, I give it an extra special um, reverence. And and I wanted to work with Matthew. I'd seen a film he did uh, called Who We Are Now uh, with the great Julianne Nicholson. And and I, I I just, I love the performances he got out of everybody in that, that film. Um, and so I was really excited about it. And then... And then, you know, the, the, the fact that we got to explore what, what it would be like in real life to go look, looking for a loved one who's gone missing, you know, uh, you, what you'd have to do to even get a lead on where they might be. What lines would you cross? And, by, and what would you do 
if you came face to face with the people who took them, you know, how does that change you? Um, you know, where does your moral compass go? So there were a lot of elements in this film that were, were really attractive um, to me to jump into that space. Oh, yeah. And that moral compass, like you're saying, I, I love when sort of his Marine backstory and the, you know, the the A story of the finding the the missing cut, the kidnapped cousin. I like when they those lines sort of blur and 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 come in intersect um maybe uh, i don't want to spoil anything <laughs> there's like a waterboarding you know waterboarding scene but let's say the the uh the lengths that he will go um to tap into maybe some military uh maybe even some torture stuff uh to to get to get a, a bead on where she might be uh, it, it's fascinating it's fascinating to watch those overlap well you know um, as we're talking to people you know one of the things that's really connecting is that question what would you do if someone took your loved one, how far would you go? That's something that's really resonated with people, you know, because I think that, you know, we all live in this world and the world can be dangerous. And you think about these things, especially where kids are concerned, like, you know, how far would you go to protect an innocent child? Oh, we, I mean, uh, if anyone saw Hugh Jackman in Prisoners, you know, you'll know a father will go <laughs> as far as they need to go to find exactly. their kid. Or Liam Neeson, I guess we could say, taken. But it, it, any, it's all—it's sort of all in the, in that in that similar vein, um, which I dig those kind of movies. All right, well, Matthew, how did you come up with um with with this story? Because you, obviously you wrote and directed it. But um, uh, Tori mentioned that he saw who are who we are now. Of course, from nowhere was your big one before that. I guess um, what was it? Did it win South by Southwest Audience Award? It did. Yeah, yeah it yeah. won the Audience Award at South by Southwest. Yeah, we we're okay. very thrilled. Okay, cool. So take me, uh, not to make you, you know, recap your whole career in 30 seconds, <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I want to know sort of, uh, to get from, from nowhere to who we are now to, to, to this film, like what's sort of like the, your, your create creative process here? Like how, to, how, how did you come at, stumble on this idea? So when I made from nowhere, which is about three undocumented kids uh, in the Bronx, kind of trying to stay in the country and finish high school at, you know, the height of that period in the, to about 2015 when there was a real all those issues came to the forefront I kind of discovered that if I grounded the story in some kind of issue that meant something to me that had like a you know made my heart tick it just made the storytelling a lot more potent and so you know I made that film and then I made Who We Are Now which is about a woman getting out of prison trying to get her child back and this one for me uh, like Tori said it's about what you would really do in this situation, not what would happen like, you know, in the movies and how everyone has a parking spot whenever they want to pull up you know, outside. <laughs> this one, you leave a pretend car down the road by the lake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. So I wanted to make a story about what it, that, that would really feel like and how heavy that kind of experience would be. But mostly I wanted to tell the story of a flawed hero who's trying to run away from, you know, some of the mistakes he's made and transcend those mistakes in order to, you know, try and put some good back in the world and this situation he's presented with, which gives him a purpose in life. And it, it's a bit of a dark flip, but it's, you know, this in a weird way gives him a sense of life and positivity and gets his blood pumping again, thinking that he might be able to save someone's life. So that was kind of what I was thinking about when I wrote it. And then I saw a movie called Dragged Across Concrete and I saw Tori in that movie and I, I kind of discovered, I mean, I'd seen his work. Obviously, he's been doing great work for a lot of years, but something in that film really grabbed me and I just went, this has got to be the guy. There's something about him that is perfect for this man. 
And, you know, I, I mean, I think I called, you know, we made the call about a week later and a couple of days later, Tori and I were on the phone and he thankfully, you know, loved the script and, you know, we've been wrestling with this thing ever since. Oh, yeah. Well, Tori is definitely the right guy for this role. How about the casting of Lola, Libe Barrar? Um, she obviously is, I don't want to say a dual lead, but pretty close to in this movie. It's such a, uh, an important performance here. Um, Absolutely. Talk, talk about going into, in, you know, why, why was she the right one? Well, I met with Libe in New York. And the thing about, you know, that character of Lola is it, it has a couple of there's an easy access point to it. She's a gangster's daughter. You know, there's a pretty simple way she could be played. And we did some auditions in New York and a lot of these wonderful actors came in and gave, you know, great straight-laced interpretations of what that character could be. But when Liebs came in, it, I just, there was something about, there was a determination and intelligence, a ferocity to her, which is all kind of inside this very kind, quiet person and to me there was like an internal strength that I thought would be great to discover as the movie goes on she doesn't walk on screen and you go oh wow this is a badass you know this is I can't believe how Australian I said it then badass um you know this is a badass you know this is this is like a this is a tough girl who's gonna like you know take names and kick ass you know what's that great line you know I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum all you know, out it's of not, bubble gum <laughs> it's not it's not that character. So we kind of discover her strength. And by the time, you know, we're at the end of the film, which obviously we won't talk about, but, you know, by the time they're at the end of that journey, we discover what that internal strength is that she has. And I just thought Libe had so much to offer. And it was so much fun because, you know, I have a way of working on set, which is a little playful and you know non-traditional and the cameras are all kind of kept away from the actors and I try and create an environment which is very organic I mean you know Tori can tell me whether I fail or succeed at this but I want to make it feel like for the actors like we're not really making a movie we're just it's it's play and and you kind of try and go out of your way to take away the stakes and Libe is a really wonderful like professional killer actor and yeah, it was really fun breaking that down. <laughs> and to add to that, I think, you know, one of the one of the reasons that the performances, you know, are what they are in the film, that there was such a space that we could create, you know, like Matt talks about the environment. It's like walking into a real situation, but there are boundaries and everybody's safe, safe enough to feel like you can you can go to whatever depths you need to go to to get the performance. Like everybody trusted each other. Libe had she came in and she was just ready, ready to play. And so, you know, a lot of things we would just go for on the day and, and everybody felt like, let's take the biggest risk. And that's that's because of Matt and, and how he deals with actors. What's oh, great yeah. too is, it, it, what's great, you, you, you'd have these moments where, you know, a couple of days into doing this, where, you know, I don't rehearse and I place multiple cameras around the, you know, make it feel very organic. And a couple of days in, you know, you'll have actors like Liberty after one take, started improvising just started improvising and playing and i think she started messing with uh toe yeah messing with tori and like you know pushing back and and after the take she kind of looked and she had this little this look in her eye like she was a kid and she was like that was fun we do it again and that to me that's what you know that gives me a buzz going to lunch because you see someone you know alive and enjoying it and really i like to empower people to you know create on their own i don't want to you know I'm not a marionette at all. Like I, I really want to encourage people to explode. And working with an actor like Tori, 
you don't need to tell him twice. And that's what I, I love, you know, like we hit the ground running and, and Tori became a, like a bit of an insider for me too. Cause you know, it was great to give him some things to, you know, plot around the other people, which was, which was perfect for the character of LT as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And also, and we won't go through the whole cast. We don't have time. But, you know, I did want to give a shout out to Sarunas uh, Jackson uh, as AJ, especially at the end that you're talking about, which we won't spoil. But, there, you know, there's a whole a whole thing where he's, you know, trying to, I guess, put on a performance within the performance, you know, for for the cl- climax there. And, and they're asking him his what his name AJ means and all that stuff. Um, I, it, yeah. it, it, it is a, a sort of a performance that surprisingly it snuck up on me and tugged at my heart a little bit by the end. Um, his Oh, great. I'm great. His yeah, is, is fantastic, man. He's, he's so, fantastic. He's so great in the film. And talk about um that that finale again without spoiling where it is or anything, but just sort of the um the power uh as a filmmaker of parallel action where we can see something going on in one location and and uh, you know something else happening in a very mm-hmm. other nearby location, and just talk about how that can really build you know, so much drama and suspense. Like we're on the edge of our seats as you're cutting back and forth between those two locations. Like uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about it without talking about it. <laughs> yeah. That, well, there, you know, uh, our protagonists are dealing with different obstacles simultaneously. What do we say that? And then, you know, yeah. like that we're, we're cutting between the two. It's funny, like a lot of things in filmmaking, uh, their practical concerns uh, have creative outcomes, you know, like from watching silent films, it's always good, you know, if you've got a chase scene, it's always good to have two people chasing because you have something to cut between and you can take out time, put in time, you know, and really manipulate, uh, you know, like not to sound too highbrow, but what's the Tarkovsky book's called Sculpting in Time. And I think time is what we use in film. You know, that's that's kind of our clay. And having that is, is a great practical thing to have, but also given the situation that they're in, there are two enemies. There's the actual enemy they have to face. And there's also the enemy of making sure that the people they're trying to save and take care of are still alive and well. So they're kind of fighting both of those enemies simultaneously trying to, you know, save and trying to uh, avenge in in a way or, or eliminate the threat. And so, but being able to cut between the two, you just keep reminding the audience of, what they're up against and also what's at stake and you're doing that at the same time so it was kind of a useful thing to have and also it just it seemed from all the research i did it seemed very practical there's usually uh when people are being kept in situations like that there's usually two locations 
Listen to you sculpting in time, Tarkovsky, Russian. Oh, I know, <laughs> darling. I know. <laughs> I freaking love it. We're three seconds away from our Andre Rublev uh, digression. But uh, I think there is something to the, I guess it goes back to Eisenstein, right? With the whole Soviet montage era and the silent era. And then now you're bringing it up to sculpting in time. And now we are to the present day. Um, God, I don't want to <laughs> give, I don't want to give flowers to Russia right now because they're gonna say, no, no, causing so much trouble in the world right now. But no, we don't do that. But, but we should give flowers to our combat veterans who showed Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And, you know, in the film and and, and they generously gave um, their stories, their personal stories, and some of them ended up in the film. Like they gave us a level of authenticity that we would not have had, you know, uh, for the film without them. So, so the that's fun, a great the, point. I was, Are you talking about at the bar? The via, Is it like a VFW hall with Jim Norton and everybody? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They invited us into their world and 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 that stuff is very real with them. And Jim Norton comes into that scene and he put everybody um, at ease, you know, with his humor and his comedy. And those guys, oh, that, he, he they, saved my life that day. I mean, he was, yeah. those guys were fantastic, but but th those are real guys. And that's, a, you know, they're real stories that they're telling at the bar and um, they're all real veterans. And, and Tori, you know, was amazing. He can uh, you can drop Tori anywhere in the world and he will adapt. And so he's, you know, a brilliant actor and also just, you know, I mean, I, I know we're sitting on the same. Um, I would say this if he wasn't on the call, uh, but he's uh, he's just, a, you know, he's a he's got a brilliant social mind. And so, you know, he's great. But Jim, in that scene, when he sat at that bar and he just started riffing with these guys because he doesn't he doesn't give a damn. Um, and, you know, he's used to riffing with the greatest comedic minds in the country. And he just started asking these guys questions and joking around with them. And, this, you know, it's like anyone in that situation. They don't want reverence. They don't want you to, you know, they don't want to be treated in any way. You sort of thank you for your service is great. I, I mean, I'm quoting something that one of them said to me, you know, thank you for your services is great, but then let's just, you know, let's have a beer and settle in. That's their attitude. And so I, it was, Jim was a great help that day, as was Tori, but those guys were amazing. They invited us in, they talked to, you know, Tori and I about the experience and, you know, that was their actual real social club. And yeah, they really made us feel at home. It was very special. It's a very special part of LT's world too, because he's, this is a chosen family, you know, a family that is often thrust upon these uh, men and women of service, but it's becomes, you know, their brothers and sisters and you kind of don't get kicked out of that family ever, you know, family is family forever. And so you see the interaction between these guys and that's what LT has. And also ultimately what he's lost, you know, in, in the, in the death of his great friend, Bobby, uh, a death yeah. that, you know, ha has consequences for how LT is now living his life. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's such a good point. Those, those veteran scenes and everything, it really grounds the movie in sort of like an authentic and authenticity where that, that pays off later when, when you do see maybe like the waterboarding or later with the gunplay at the end, like, you know, it's all of that would not feel earned if you hadn't set all that up uh, earlier with the VFW stuff. So it, it works. It really grounds it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, before we run, I do want to ask, um, Tori Kittles about, uh, you know, some of his other previous work real quick. Cause I mean, uh, there's so much, so many good stuff. I mean, I'll remember you, you know, you were Frederick Douglass and Harriet, uh, yeah, you were yeah. in the first season of true detective, which is still one of the greatest single seasons of television ever, uh, <laughs> sons of anarchy, so much stuff. But, um, do you have a role that you're particularly proud of looking back on? 
I'm particularly proud of, of LT because, you know, look, we were, we were thrust with so, we were hit with so many obstacles making this film yeah. and, and um, you know, shooting pre-COVID, um, you know, a lot of personal things happened during the making of the film and Matt continued to just push ahead and, and he really led the charge and the collaboration that we got from all of everybody, including the cast, Lee Bay, Sharonis, Jim, Jeremy Holm, Kate Easton, everybody was collectively on the same page. And so I'm, I'm so proud of this movie. We didn't have a lot of resources, but the resources we had, you know, we, we had we had the focus and attention and the talents of everybody involved. Um, you know, so so I'm very proud of that, you know. So this is but coming get out. Rich, but Get Rich is pretty dark. Get Rich and Dodge trying. <laughs> Hey, listen, you know, when you get to go to work with 50 Cent, I get asked the question all the time, like, hey, did you ever think that 50 Cent would take over television? And and I can honestly say, yeah, I did. I don't I don't think I've ever met a more disciplined, focused um, guy. He works really hard and he's, and he's very smart. And, and that was a lot of fun. It was also one of those experiences where you get brought into this world, sort of like Among the Beast. You get brought into this world and you're around real people who are living these circumstances and it influences the performance. So, you know, and then I also have, I also have uh, another job that is very special to me. I'm on the Equalizer Sunday nights. Yeah, with um, Queen Latifah. With Queen Latifah. Um, and that- Who was um, awesome at the Grammys the other and, night, by whew, the way. Amazing. How amazing <laughs> was she at the Grammys? I was watching the Grammys. And, and I knew she was going, and I still was pinching myself going, I get to go kiss her and love her and hug on her this week. That's amazing. Like, I, like you know, sometimes sometimes it feels totally like a dream, and that was one of those moments. Oh, also, yeah. can I say to stand out in that company, well, I mean, that, that whole number was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my God. But, it was like surprise Queen, after surprise after surprise. You're yeah. like, oh, my God. How'd they get all these people in the same room? I know. I, and everyone, everyone is an A+. Plus. But honestly, Queen comes out and she's like, you know, to, as I said, to kind of draw your eyes in and be like, that's Queen. That, that's a that's a big ass to stand out in that company. And I thought she was incredible. She's incredible. Uh, she's, she's, she's so magnificent. Like, she's so magnificent. It, it's, you know, for, for, for lack of better words, magnificent is one I like to use because just she she pulls you into her presence and she does it with such a loving and gracious way. She's so smart. Um, and it's just, you know, it's crazy that I get to work with her. I think it's crazy that Tori Kittles is sitting at home watching the Grammys and gets to look up and see Queen Latifah doing this uh, mashup at the Grammys. And she, he's like, I work with her. And then uh, also in the past year, you're sitting there watching the Super Bowl and you're seeing your 50 cent hanging upside down singing. And you're like, hey, I work with him, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, talk about two great hip hop uh, montages in a row. Uh, it, last year, we're spoiled in the past year of uh, that kind of stuff. But um, hey, real quick, I I'm a huge fan of D Reese. I know you're in Bessie, and yeah. obviously we mentioned True Detective, and I'm gonna try to see if we can tie that back into Matthew as well. Like, um, okay. memories, uh, not just memories, but I guess compare sort of the 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 filmmaking directing approaches of a D Reese versus a Carrie Fukunaga or. Uh, Matthew Newton what did sort of these all these great filmmakers have in common or or if there's anything that they do differently I, I would love to sort of uh, hear I, I, I geek out on the filmmaking stuff if you can't tell so I would love to hear sort of their approaches you know I think I think that uh, there's, there's one thing that I can absolutely say that the three of them have in common is that they create a space for you to thrive in um, you know right now when you ask me about Bessie I start thinking about uh 
Michael K, the late Michael K. Williams, who was in that mm. film and some of the, the scenes that we got to shoot, you know, especially those dinner table scenes with Queen Latifah, um, you know, who, who led the charge in that movie. You know, that film took 20 years to get made. Queen Latifah pushed that thing along until yeah. you know, she just wouldn't be denied. And that's sort of the spirit we had with Among the Beasts. We just wouldn't be denied. It's like, hey, we're going to go make our movie. Um, so, but but all all three of the filmmakers that you mentioned, they they they're confident enough in their vision also to trust you when they know you you you've landed it. You know, like there there there's sometimes where um, you know people want to do so many different things because they aren't sure of what they want. You know, and, and that's that's fine. But, you know, Matt, Carrie, D, you know, they're the type of directors who will just come up and whisper a little something in your ear that will add a flavor or a color that can just illuminate your performance even more. But it's so subtly done, um, you know, and I think they, they I think they have great eyes for talent. And I'm, I'm not saying that because they've all cast me. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... Man, he really knows how to pick a talent, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but but no you know i think i think they have like, i think they have great eyes for talent you know um joe schumacher was like that as well uh you know who i got a chance to work with and jim sheridan like I, matt reminds me a lot of, of, of working with jim sheridan um you know like he's very spontaneous and very in the moment but it, it's so it's, it's it's playful but it's it's um it's really focused play and you you just sort of give over into the moment, and 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 all of those filmmakers you mentioned, you know, they have that thing that they make you better. You know, you get to work with D. Reese, she makes you better. You get to work with Kerry Fukunaga, he makes you better. You get to work with Matthew Newton, he makes you better. Well, and now you are better, having starred in Among the Beasts. Uh, it comes out uh, today, February tenth, uh, in select theaters around the country and of course everyone can get it on you know on video on demand um hey thank you so much uh both of you guys this was so much fun i could i could talk all day with y'all but we'll, we'll let you run uh I, you. jason i love your podcast too man i think it's great wait you actually oh you yeah have... yeah i think it's great i think i love the i love the questions you asked i love the fact that you know we can reference tarkovsky like two pretentious morons no <laughs> i think i i no, i love i love your podcast i think i love the questions you ask the guests you get it's great man Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.